Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right, 11.03 and of course we're right smack dab in the middle of uh, Wimbledon um, as we head towards the end of the first week and there's been some intriguing tennis played already. Um, a number of uh, casualties which you expect at Grand Slams. We'll talk about that very shortly. But uh, on the line, we've got uh, Brent Phillips. Brent Phillips, who, of course, is uh, um, a tennis correspondent that we've used uh, out of Australia in the past. And uh, he's uh, been doing some commentating as well. And uh, we welcome him to the show this morning. And thank you very much uh, for staying up for us, Brett. Um, interesting match, uh, which has just been suspended, uh, that you're involved with uh, and Andy Murray and Tsitsipas. Uh, quite, uh, quite the story here. Yes, but it was the uh, the popcorn match of the day uh, when the schedule was out, and and obviously we saw it when the draw uh, was released about a week ago, and we were starting to predict forward, you know, what what matchups could happen, and you know, you thought, okay, gee, those, these two can come head to head. Uh, there was a bit of feeling, you know, when they played US Open two years ago in a five setter. Uh, when Stefanos went off for uh, what seemed like about a 20-minute toilet break and Andy showed a lot of displeasure. So there's a little bit of feeling. Uh, luckily, Stefanos has tidied things up in that area because he had a bit of a bad reputation. Uh, but they got on pretty late uh, with the, the the first two matches going a lot longer than expected. And, yeah, look, Andy, you know, lost the first set. But, gee, the way he rallied, 36 years of age, two metal hips to uh, just will himself to balls, you know, just moving like a gazelle, you know, I just... I couldn't believe it, um, you know, and, and the and the crowd, whatever it's worth. If you go back a decade, when Andy won gold at the London Olympics, he beat Roger, and then the following year he wins Wimbledon for the first time, breaks a, you know, 77-year drought for a British player to win. That sound, I close my eyes today, and it's exactly that same pulsating crowd uh, in his hip pocket. Is it's whatever it's worth. Uh, it, it certainly um, wasn't doing Stefano Tsitsipas any favours. So, yeah, obviously with the curfew in London, you can't play beyond 11 o'clock at night. Andy had a real uh, real momentum, and uh, Jerry Armstrong gave him, gave him the bad news. The tournament referee and said, no, nah, Andy, we better call the stumps there and come back tomorrow. So, yeah, we'll see whether that you know, that reset maybe uh, helps uh, Tsitsipas in some way. But, uh, yeah, it's been a quality match. So, Brett, how does this work in terms of the timing of when this match will restart? I mean, quite often you see suspended matches don't necessarily be first cab off the rank to get complete the next morning. What What is the situation there? Yeah, so they've slotted it in for the second match on centre court. So uh, when the original schedule came out a couple of hours before, which it normally does, uh, Carlos Elcaraz, uh, the world number one, uh, was uh, top billing to open the day on centre court. So that, that'll stay the same because... Uh, Obviously, they've told Carlos in advance in terms of his preparation, uh, and then, yeah, obviously they they always yeah they always do that. They always uh, the, the matches in progress. They give those players just a little bit of extra time to recover overnight and and settle up again. So it'll um, yeah it won't hopefully throw out the schedule too much on centre court for the day. But it's been one of those weeks. And we've been playing catch up uh, with the amount of rain around London, which obviously affected the cricket. 
as well. And it's, um, you know, obviously the the great thing about Grand Slam tennis is you normally have a day off in between matches, uh, but to play catch-up, you know, there's players like Tsitsipas, you know, beat Dominic team yesterday in five and has had to back up uh, today and play Murray, which could very well go to five in back-to-back days. But that's just what happens in order to get the schedule on track. Backing up off as a relatively successful French Open, Kasparud was expected to go quite a long way as the number four seed. Uh, and a local, Liam Brody, has uh, spoiled that party. Well, what a fa- I love these sort of stories. I mean, sort of fairy tale stories. This is a man who's 29 years of age. If you put the, if you put the map of the world out in front of you, he's been to just about every part of the world on the Challenger circuit, the ITF circuit. His highest ranking is 116. He's never been inside the top 100. But, you know, being from one of the four Grand Slam nations, it's not something I totally agree with, but he's, he's given a wild card. He wouldn't be given a wild card anywhere else. So, you know, he pockets a nice little sum of money, which uh, keeps him travelling around the world for the year. But in saying that, I, th- I sort of thought about this afterwards. Look, I mean, technically, yes, an upset on paper, but uh, I, I just cannot believe... Uh, as good a, a player Casper Ruud is, I mean, he's made three of the last five Grand Slam finals. You know, excellent on a clay court. He's built himself into a really good hardcore player, but he just looks totally, um, totally out of sea. You know, in terms of grass courts, I mean, it just he just looks so foreign. I mean, not that there are any grass courts in Norway. A little cold up there to have um, you know grass courts, but you would think he would be able to adapt uh, a little bit better. But he looked out of sorts, and, and, and Liam Brody took advantage of that. And he had the crowd behind him who willed him on. They wanted to see the underdog get up and held his nerve, and it was uh, yeah, a brilliant moment for him. Well, you, you talked about um, Murray um, uh, getting back out on uh, centre court with Tsitsipas. Centre court sees some cool action tomorrow with uh, number one seed uh, Carlos Alcaraz Garfia in action against Muller. And there's a really... Uh, I guess one for the ages, but it will only go one way, you would expect, uh, a bit later on with uh, Novak Djokovic and uh, Stanislav Wawrinka. So uh, we won't see uh, Stan very much more, I wouldn't have think, in Grand Slam. So it might be a fitting farewell for him. Yeah, that, that's certainly the, the talk. And, yeah, it's getting closer to the end. He, 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 like Andy Murray, I mean, he's still playing some really good tennis, Stan. I mean, he's 38 and uh, he's pushed a lot of players and, and has beaten still some good caliber players this year. I mean, that you know, head-to-head is 26 uh, for Novak, head-to-head win-loss, and, you know, he's obviously the man to beat. I mean, <laughs> you can throw the kitchen sink, you can throw everything at Novak, and I don't think anything will rattle him over the next fortnight. The only one that can possibly beat him in my eyes is Alcaraz, if he can get a crack at him in the final. Uh, but in saying that, it's grass... Uh, Elkaraz uh, did win Queens coming in, so his game just adapts beautifully. But you know, still he's still working out some of the nuances of grass court tennis, whereas Novak's absolutely got it down pat. So yeah, uh, let's hope Stan the Man can at least really challenge him, as the Aussie did. Jordan Thompson in the second round, who really took it up to Djokovic. You know, he served volleyed, he chipped, returned, he floated, slice returns back. He just got. Novak a little bit out of rhythm and he had to work pretty hard and he was a bit agitated. So you can't just be passive against Djokovic. In the women's side of things, uh, Swiatek uh, hardly would have had to have a shower after her match with Sorabez Tormo because 626 uh, love, um, she, I don't say look, uh, I won't use the word unstoppable, but she looks formidable, put it that way. Well, where she's come from in 12 months, because uh, we know, you know, what, the French Open, no problem. Clay, uh, she's 
won a grand slam on a hard court grass like some of the men we mentioned you know is still a work in progress but when i watched her first round match i thought she looked better in the first four games of that first round than she looked for those entire three uncomfortable rounds uh, this time 12 months ago and then she goes on in her second round as you mentioned Serena's tormo an hour out on court uh, brilliant. Um, so Eager looks looks better than we probably thought on uh, on the grass. Uh, let's see if someone can actually take it up to a Petromatic is uh, or possibly the next year in the headlights in the next round coming up on uh, Centre Court later on tonight. Uh, Elena Rybakina, defending champion, uh, the quiet Kazakh, uh, the quiet assassin I call this Smithy because she bludgeons the ball, but she does it with no fanfare, no hysteronics, no yelling out. She's so such a shy girl. Uh, but she, she can play tennis. Her backhand is superb. Uh, a little scare in her match against Elisa Cornet, but, yeah, she won through. You know, Sabalenka looks superb in the first round, so they're the big three that uh, are still leading the conversation on the women's side. And uh, just finally, um, Australian interest, of course, uh, no curios. Uh, how are we looking there? Well, Alex Demonor, yeah, our top hope, uh, 15th seed. He won through today. His first-round match has taken a couple of days to complete with the weather. And he's got Matteo Berrettini, the big Italian, next. I mean, Matteo, not quite where he was, obviously, you know, top 10 Wimbledon final game back the last year or two. He's had some really debilitating injuries. So he's unseated uh, here, but he's still dangerous, um, you know, with that big forehand. That's a great matchup. We've still got Jason Kubler, Chris O'Connell. Uh, you, if you walk past both of those in the street, you probably wouldn't recognise them. But they're, they're grinding away, Smithy, trying to have their best run of the major. And Jason was fourth round last year. So he's got some... Um, yeah, got some work to do to try and get to that stage again. But yeah, they're, they're workmen like the Aussies, but Demon Orr, who knows? Maybe fourth round matchup with Alcaraz, which would be superb. They played in the Queen's final only a week ago and Carlos just had the better of Alex, so we'd love to see a rematch. Brett, uh, thanks very much, mate. I uh, appreciate you with uh, an update there and we look forward to uh, this weekend's action and, yes, the completion of, of that uh, Andy murray uh, Sitsipats uh, match just as... Is mouthwatering out. Andy Murray 2-1 up. Uh, incidentally, in the doubles, his brother Jamie teamed up with our very own Michael Venus and they got through uh, the first round in three sets. So uh, good news there. Uh, Brett Phillips, thank you very much. Uh, enjoy uh, the rest of your calling. I appreciate it. We'll uh, talk soon.